Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Robin Burns. We recorded this a few weeks ago at the Centralia Campout in Centralia, Washington. One quick thing before we get started, I'm teaching two four-week claw hammer courses with Saratoga's own Cafe Lena on Sundays at noon and 1.30 Eastern, starting September 5th. That's this Sunday. So last call for signups. Follow the links in the show notes and let's play some banjo. Make sure to stick around afterwards and I'll tell you how to keep up with Robin Burns. But first, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. It's quite the tune to throw at me at the yes. end of this festival. <laughs> Thank you for being willing to yeah. do it in minor keys yeah. at the end of a long festival. <laughs> Robin Burns, yes. welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you very much, Cameron. Uh, that was your original tune that you seem to have a fairly key agnostic attitude about. <laughs> I do, actually. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Yes, so that tune I wrote um, over 10 years ago when I was back in Redwing with Mike. We were living there while he was training to do violin repair and building. Former guest of the show, Mike Burns. Oh, yeah. former guest of the show yeah. as well. Yes, <laughs> Luthier Mike Burns. Yeah. And we spent some time playing old time there, and I was also trying to figure out how to make songs myself. So that was, I was somewhat romantic. I was along the Mississippi River and we had been out playing and anyway, sort of was watching the Mississippi River and sort of played that tune. And it does have different keys. Yes. That makes a lot lot of sense. It's a tune with big feelings. It does. And the Mississippi is a big river. So yeah. Yeah. So that's a river. That's a river song. Yeah. But also on your album, Learning in the Dark that you just released, Mm -hmm. you do not play it in G minor and D minor. You play it in... (laughs) 
this is true. I changed the key to make it a little bit more play along friendly because I wanted it to be more approachable. Yeah. Um, I don't expect it to become a popular waltz, but I at least wanted someone to be able to kind of play a few chords if they wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I like that you can project both feelings onto the Mississippi <laughs> River in that time ten years ago. Certainly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Certainly. Yes. Yeah. So that's what that. Yeah. Maiden Rock Waltz, which is Maiden a Rock nice place on the other side of the river in Wisconsin. Okay. It's a little neat little town. What is it? Is the town made in rock? Uh huh. It is. Yeah. yeah. Such a like intense town name. It, it, well, it's like it, what happened? <laughs> I, and I wish I know. I knew, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where that name came from. Before we hit record, uh, I said you're like primarily an old time musician, right? And you said no. No. Uh, and I guess I'm I'm curious about your relationship to. The fiddle. I feel like a a lot of West Coast, maybe specifically Pacific Northwest fiddlers, will play anything. And they don't necessarily, Mm -hmm. uh, they're not necessarily beholden to any one genre. Are you from here? That is certainly true. So I grew up in the Wallawas, which is in Northeast Oregon. So I'm an Oregonian. And I grew up outside of a very small town. And there was a, a violin teacher and Mrs. Lewis taught Suzuki, but then she also, there's a very thriving fiddle community, and there was, at the time, a fiddle contest there that everyone loved. Oh, cool. So I grew up doing both. near Pendleton? Why, if if you consider two hours near, yes. Okay. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. So it's in that area, yes. We're all, at this point, everything's so remote, yes. So I grew up playing what I would call fiddle, just fiddle music, but a lot of it, it was contest stuff, it was Irish stuff, it was what you mm. consider old time, but I didn't get into sort of more, the more deeper, what I would consider like West Virginia feeling old yeah. time until I was in Portland for a little while. Huh. So. That was my best guess as to who Oh, was who was playing? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, we were doing a waltz that I wrote, yeah. But we were doing it in the other key. Yeah, we were doing it in the, in the D minor, G minor. We were just torturing Cameron to see if he was up for it or yeah, not. I was glutton for punishment. Yeah, we were like, the last day of Centralia. Sure, we should, we, a fast sure, waltz sure. that changes keys and they're both minor? Yeah, of course, that sounds I would fun. love to do that. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. We're doing a little... Yeah, this is an interview at the moment, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. So you're a special guest star. You become a special guest. It's all right. <laughs> it's bound to happen. It's yes. part of the, the verisimilitude of festival it is. Yes. recording. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yes, so I have had a relationship with fiddle music for a long, long time. Yeah. So I know that... Earl White is going to enter the story at some yes, point. Yes, I love Earl. I want to yes. save that for a little okay. bit later. But first, I want yeah. to ask, I've been trying to figure out, like, you know, the, the zeitgeist of the cultures, uh. Uh, where everyone's talking about cultural ownership and sure. who has the right to who's do what playing. and whose heritage is what. And, yeah. uh, and I've been thinking about, like, what is, like, the Oregon old-time mm. tradition you know, is there one? Is there anything that it has existed in a vacuum? It's such a, a new state in terms of, uh, I guess, yeah. at least people that look like you and me yes. being there. agreed. And uh, so maybe it hasn't... I'm curious if you have perspective on the fiddle music that you were taught. Did 
did it have a, any sort of regionality to it, the way that it interpreted Celtic music or sure. old-time music? That's or? a great question. So I would say that, so like going back to, say, old-time, if we're talking about Appalachian music, it has a real, a real, like just a flavor, right, yeah. that you and I can grab a hold of or we could hear it in a jam at night and say, oh, these are, they're playing... They're playing Earl White tunes, or they're playing yeah. Horse Fly tunes, or whatever it is. Um, and I love that those are your two examples. <laughs> those are <laughs> I great. Up with some others. <laughs> no, I love that. Jerry Mills. They're yeah. playing Jerry Mills tunes. Um, I would say I don't feel like there is necessarily an Oregon flavor or or just dynamic style that's that established. Mm-hmm. I would say I think that there's a um, there's sort of a style that many of the fiddlers in the Pacific Northwest maybe carry, or those of us that are around and working on it right now. But it doesn't seem to have the same... It's not as developed. It's not as deep, right? I mean, we're all so young out here. Yeah. Our, our cultural depth isn't as... It's not as deep. Yeah, I mean, if anything, so far, I feel like I would classify it as... Uh, I feel like I would describe it as being wider than it is deep. <laughs> That's a great, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And and I would say, um, in general, it seems like a lot of the fiddlers that I run across regionally are very open to playing all kinds of stuff yeah. and all kinds of styles. So, I mean, I know personally I'm really interested in learning more swing tunes, so yeah. I'm going to play some more swing tunes. And there's a lot of people who play that out here, Who will too. cross over and do, right. Yeah. So, and then the next night, sure, I'll play some Irish tunes, absolutely, you know. So, I think... That's a good. That's a good sort of analogy of right now. Maybe we're we're more broad. We're exploring and we're kind of being more more open in terms of our styles or our our developing style in the sort of Pacific Northwest. Although yeah. you know somebody like Vivian Williams, who has done so much historical research about particularly Oregon Trail and Lewis and Clark and what those that time period and those musicians brought with them, okay. um, she probably would have a, a very articulate and astute perspective on that that right. I am not, because I'm not Vivian Williams. Well, I that's fine. All that, risk, that, all that history <laughs> work. But, um, but this is, her name has been coming up a lot she's amazing. for this question that I have. She's your And lady. I hope that she's willing to... I've been circling her for a while. She's Everyone's fantastic. been pointing me in yes, her direction. I would okay. certainly pursue her. Okay, great. Um, she would be a great historical resource. Yeah. Well, what do you want to play next? Do you want to play... Do you play Possum on a Rail? Yeah. Let's play Possum on a Rail. That's a G tune, right? Yep. I think I'm in yeah, G what? minor, D, D minor. <laughs> no, I'm in, I'm in standard G. Here. Yeah. All right. Possum on a Rail. This is the one that... No, no, no. That's the one... Okay, great. <laughs> exactly. So... Thank you. 
thanks for following me on that one. Yeah, where did you get that possum on a rail? So that possum on a rail came from our good friends up in Port Townsend, Scott Marks and Jeannie Murphy. Okay, I don't think I've met them. <gasps> Cameron, they're amazing. <laughs> I um, only got to have like one, like when we moved back because we're from here, my okay. partner and I. Okay. Uh, from Philly, like, in 2018. And I got okay. to have, like, one summer. Before things happen. And then sure. things happen, yeah. Sure. So, like, okay. I still have a lot of people. You have many? Meet. Okay, yeah. so add, after Vivian Williams, okay. then add Scott Marks, who's an amazing um, violin builder, <laughs> and Jeannie Murphy, who's an amazing banjo player. They live in Port Townsend. Add them to your list of amazing old-time musicians to meet. So we okay. go up there, and they... Tolerate slash enjoy our children, uh-huh. and <laughs> we tolerate slash enjoy their dog, and have some nice jams. So that came from them, probably. Oh boy, it's in the liner notes of that CD, Learning in the Dark. But it's been some number of years ago yeah. that we got that from them. Would you say that your yeah your specific version is very similar to the way that they play? Did you yes. like learn it? From so them? Scott, yes. So I learned I learned sort of that that regular version, and then that sort of little harmony or octave version that I did. That's yeah. from Scott. Yeah. Yeah, it's it feels very distinctive. It's yes. different than I mean, it's still tracked with what I've played before. Yeah, but it's yes. Something so, happened to it yes, along the way. Yes, yeah. so that's Scott Scott Marks had a took a little turn on it and so I yeah. like Yes. Cool. So, yes, they're awesome musicians as well. So I don't know exactly when Earl moved back out east, but I know that when I started attending Pacific Northwest stuff mm-hmm. uh, right before I moved out, probably in like 2017, I think this is the first time I went to the Portland Old Time Music Gathering. Uh, everyone was talking about their their lessons with Earl, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I've heard <laughs> uh, weren't exactly lessons. It was like maybe you would bring some money or a <laughs> six-pack or something, and then he would teach you tunes for hours. And he would make you an awesome CD Ugh. back in the day. When, like, he would sit there. He has this great setup. Yes, yeah, so I heard Earl, it must have been in, like, I don't know, 2008, 2007, I don't know, a, a while ago, and I heard him play at a square dance, and I, as, as you are familiar with his style, he has a very distinct style, and he likes... Uh, real rhythmic bowing and playing and I was attracted to us and I didn't know who he was I just said I want to take some lessons from this guy because this is a really neat sound and so um, while I took lessons from him lessons yeah um, figuratively in terms of yes you go you give him some money then you play for a long time and he then records a whole bunch of tunes for you and yeah it was very lovely and they when they moved down to Santa Cruz was kind of the end of it just because that's they moved on to Santa Cruz and then they moved back. Yeah. Out east. Leaving a, a, a trail. A wave of <laughs> yes. old time inspiration. Yes. And, and exactly, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So Just I. Chips and sauce everywhere. Uh, yeah, there's definitely. Yeah, we played that one earlier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's he has a really distinct style. I'd be happy to play one of his tunes. Yeah, yeah, um, let's do that. Let's play. Boy, should we leave the land of G? Yeah. Okay, let's leave the land of G. Which land should we go um, to? Let's go to the land of D. Great. Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're talking about rhythmic bowing and stuff, and uh, you yeah. definitely approached that very differently than you did the first two tunes. Sure. Yeah. So, and that's that's such an that, again, maybe we're getting back to that sort of just all these different there's yeah. all these different styles, and we can pick and choose what we what speaks to us and at what moment it speaks to you. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And you were and you were. Yeah decidedly like changing the timbre too you were adding so much more crunch mm -hmm. yeah well i want i want to I, <laughs> yeah. I, I want it to feel i want to hear people to hear it and say oh that sounds like earl, earl white started oh, pulling great. down the sheets <laughs> so i really love when people um choose the timbre of their fiddling to intensify the rhythm mm -hmm. they're like i'm not just going to play rhythmically i'm going to uh make the the sounds, not just the durations in the yeah. envelope. I'm going to make the sounds rhythmic as well. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, there's more percussive. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a, a lot, lot of, to grab onto there. There is. It's really fun. Yes. Yes. Good. I'm, yeah, I'm glad yeah. you noticed that. Yes. The basement sound, as some of my students call that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I asked them to make that kind of crunchy sound. The yeah. basement sound. The basement sound. sound. <laughs> okay, guys. Go deep. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. When, uh... My son, who's actually the same age as your son, my really? older okay. son, uh, Theo, who's not here this weekend, um, so that we can both play music yeah. <laughs> instead of just trading. Uh, he, when he was taking lessons with Sophie Enlow, sure. mm -hmm. uh, or he still is, but mm -hmm. um, early on she was trying to get him to uh, work on his tone, and she described it as... It was foods, ah, different foods. Good. Like, what's your, what's your least favorite food, and what's your most favorite food, and what's your sort of like middle food? I like it. And I think it was like, oh, that's like your mushroom tone. It's like <laughs> when he, <laughs> when he was like doing it too hard, and that's his least favorite food. Okay. Uh, and then like pasta tone is like when he was like kind of perfectly Ooh. in the middle. And then I think like what was it for? The kind of like whispery one. It's like, oh, this is yeah. like better than the super crunchy one, but it was like uh, asparagus or something. Sure. That's a great way to, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, to try to help. Because, I mean, the violin is so neat in that it's a voice, right? And you can change it to your mood or to the style or to like the person you learned the tune from and you want to replicate that. Or, I mean, that's something that I love about the instrument is it's, it's so versatile. And you can, you know, even a kid who's six yeah. can already be, experiencing that by using some foods or like I yeah. said with basement sound versus you know second floor sound whatever it is so I like that a lot. yeah is that yeah. is that like your main job is is teaching presently, violin and fiddle yeah, yeah presently it is yeah yes cool. so I spend lots of time yes thinking about how to uh, make this instrument exciting and not and <laughs> terrifying <laughs> exactly approachable yeah. and exciting and i do yeah i teach um i have spent a lot of time teaching kids yeah. but i teach i mean i teach a lot of adults too but, yes. do, you, do you teach yes. them uh what do you do like suzuki i can do that i'm what i have i call myself myself a hybrid teacher um and that has become that's come really organically because, yeah so i yeah so i trained to do i have a did a two-year apprenticeship and went through all the Suzuki books. There's ten books, right? So they, the last two books are Mozart Violin Concertos, right? Very yeah. Beautiful and, and formal. And, um, you can go through that program and then be certified to pass this method on yeah. to people. So I did that. But I also, I don't, I don't think I have any students right now that are Suzuki students yeah. only. Hmm. Um, most of my students, because I really want back to that, that 
this instrument is like a voice, is that I, I don't know in 20 years where my students are going to be or yeah. what they're going to want to play, but I want them to feel like they can take it and they can take take it on the journey with them. Yeah. So I, I really use Suzuki or classical techniques. It doesn't even have to be Suzuki, but I use technique and I mix it with whatever I can tell kind of sparks that student. Yeah. So it might be bluegrass, it might be Irish music, it might be old time, it might be old, just old Celtic tunes, it might be, who knows? But yeah. Yes. So, Very cool. Yeah. But yes, we use Suzuki is great because it's really nicely broken down into, in terms of learning skills. Right. Specific skills. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And your, I mean, this is the thing that I always ask parents of like, um, uh, parents who play music and who have kids, and how, <laughs> how you're approaching it, and especially since uh, Finn is uh, also <laughs> six and a half, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Uh, and he's studying. Mm-hmm. And I've heard that it's not his, spe- it's not specifically his favorite thing to do. Correct. So I'm curious, like, what your <laughs> what your attitude about like uh, fostering music appreciation or discipline sure. in, in kids is. Yes, so I have I have some strong opinions about it. Yeah. Um, so Help. Yes. <laughs> so my approach is there's kind of two things that I'm trying to do with, with my students or with, with Finn and Dinah, our kids, but there is that sort of just that music is part of our souls, part of our lives, just that making music is normal, right? Yeah. So that, like you said, that appreciation, right? So part of it is is bringing, exposing them and bringing them up in an environment that normalizes that, right? Yeah. So sure, we go camp out in the in the sheep field and we play music all the time. That's a normal experience for my kids, right? Because yeah. they come every single year and they think that that's a normal experience. Um, so there's that side of it, um, exposing them to orchestras or whatever it is that you, whatever music that is available and around. And then the other piece is um, disciplined practice. And it's, it's, it's part of the Suzuki Foundation, but also just the idea of practice, um, regular practice fosters brain development in a way that inconsistent practice doesn't. Yeah. So what I want for my students or for my kids is I want them to come to an instrument. I don't care what instrument it is. Um, I play the violin well enough to teach it, so that's what I do. But yeah. um, I want them to come to an instrument every day and do some learning and some struggling and some growth. Yeah. And I want them to do that for a long time, for years. I want the, them to do that for 10 years, let's say. Yeah. That's my, that's my sort of goal for all of my students is I want the, them to stick with something for 10 years because um, in terms of research, that's, we know that in terms of brain development, that's where you're going to get the most growth. If yeah. you stick with something, you come back to it every day um, for a long period of time. So that's sort of my philosophy in terms of I don't need my kids to become to go to Carnegie Hall yeah. or I, I I mean and, and even if they walk away from playing music I know that they got the really great deep brain development from that extended amount of, of practicing yeah. and and commitment to something um, because that learning to practice an instrument can be applied to absolutely everything in your life as you go forward to be yeah. able to focus and to be able to practice so that's your deal with your kids that's like, the deal. you got to do it for 10 years yes yeah that's the deal just like <laughs> going to school is, you know, right, or right, yeah. So yeah. if you wanna, if, if if I want, I want your brain to be all be able to do all kinds of amazing things. Yeah. And to to get there, you've got to come back to something, and and again, it could be. I mean, it could be 
karate. It could be sure. taekwondo. It could be horse riding. It could it could be any. But you've got to come back to it every day yeah. and keep learning and keep struggling and yeah. 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 So I get all philosophical about it. No. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes. That's good. Yeah. I. It's a learning tool. Right? Yeah. I, I definitely at times had to be dragged through my. Me too. Ten years. Me too. And I'm, I'm really glad that I was. <laughs> and aren't you glad that? Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because it's not that I like didn't like the music. It's just the 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 discipline part is hard, and you have to yeah. have help. You need to have some yeah. encouragement. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And somebody saying, "Well, this is what we do." And it's why it's harder when you're an adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yes, yes. So I'm trying that experiment out on my kids. We'll check back in ten years. Yeah. How it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What should we play next? You know what? I was thinking we haven't done any singing. Let's how do you singing. feel about singing? I love singing. Okay. So to listen and to do. So let's do a little singing. So do you do um since we're in well, since I'm in D, we could do Bull Weevil. Yeah, yeah. Or we could go to a new key and do like Katie Deer and Blackest Crow or something. Sure. Feeling I can I I can tell my energy it's been a long week because I'm going to all these sort of like slow, dark <laughs> pieces right now. You know? But. I don't know if Bull Weevil has ever been done on the show. Then let's That'd do it. That'd be really great. I love that. Then let's do it. And since it's, since it's the end of Centralia, we'll take it at a relaxed, yeah. melancholy, thoughtful feed.
very fun. Great. <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah, I hope you don't mind that big G chord I played at one point. Certainly don't. <laughs> Not a bit. Not a bit. <laughs> wow, we blew through that. I mean, we we're already we have one more tune. Okay. Uh, but before we say goodbye and play mm-hmm. that last tune, mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. where do people go to get learning in the dark or sure. to inquire about lessons or anything mm-hmm. else that you? Yes, certainly. So let's see. Probably the simplest thing is there's this lovely website which many people know about called Bandcamp. Yes. So my um, tracks are up there so you can listen to them. And then you can also buy digital or order the CD from that, from Bandcamp. Or you can always find me on burnsviolins.com that's probably the other simple way to find so, me probably the best branding <laughs> of any luthier absolutely mike so, burns violins just type in give him your violins <laughs> type in mike burns violins and you will be able to find me there's a page about teaching which needs to be updated so for folks that don't know we have lived in the tacoma area for about a dozen years and have recently moved back to Northeast Oregon to the Willowas where I grew up. Yeah. So a little change of scenery there for everyone. Um, But we are continuing to do what we do just in a new place. Yeah. So we will still be out and about with festivals and the mail is working well for people to send us things back and forth. Okay. So Mike is still busy and I'm still teaching. Yes. So. Well, I was getting all excited about the like, what was going to be like the grit Grit City Old Time Festival, yes, and maybe yes. that's not in the cards anymore. Or someone know. else will have to pick up. Yeah, the torch. Isaac, our buddy uh, banjo player, Isaac, Isaac Olson might help out with that. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so uh, your website or Burns Violins, and mm-hmm. uh, great. Yeah. And then the Bandcamp. I'll I'll link all of that in the Fabulous. in the show notes, so okay. people can just tap and swipe. They can find some things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yes. Thanks, Robin. Yeah. Thanks for doing this very last minute. It's been lovely. I'm (laughs) glad we're we're here and we're playing mostly in tune and we're awake. I like half drunkenly stumbled upon your camp uh, last night and said, hey, will you do (laughs) it? And and Uh, you were a real peach about it. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I enjoyed listening to Mike's. Mike's interview with you. So, and right. I've listened to some others as well because there's some other friends. I'm glad that, that was your first impression yes. instead yes. of. <laughs> it was actually. Just stumbling. Yes. Yes. Stumbling, yeah. no. Yeah, that was my second or third impression. Yeah. Okay, so we're cool. Good. We're well, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'd earned some stumbling. Yes. Out, <laughs> All right. Well, what do you what do you want to do for the last tune or song? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like it'd be nice to sing something. Yeah. So let's maybe do. Okay, I think I got it. Let's start over. Like, can I just sing it and let's just go through singing it? Oh, yeah. It? Yeah, yeah. Is that okay by you? Yeah. Just to have a Sure. Oh,
You can buy Robin's album Learning in the Dark at robinburns.bandcamp.com, that's Robin with a Y, and check out burnsviolins.com if you want to take lessons with Robin or need a violin repair or setup from Mike. All that's linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing and liking the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional Clawhammer banjo series or to schedule a lesson with me. And make sure to sign up for my workshops with Cafe Lena starting this Sunday, linked in the show notes check out my other podcast think outside the box set it's available in all the same places as get up in the cool and again everything i just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app that's all for now friends thank you for listening come back same time next week to get up in the cool